When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy to use mobile app, available 24 hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy to use mobile app, available 24 hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
On this week's podcast, we have T and Bardi and we still cave on from the Owen the Spurs podcast. We look back at City, discuss penalties and we ask, is Lamella progressing as a footballer? Soldado also divides Tottenham Hotspur support. Windy returns once again. We ask, who would you sell? And we pick our first Spurs 11. Done! Boom! It's the fight in. It's episode 12, season 4 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, good evening, listeners. Hello. <laughs> Being formal. Yeah. How are you doing, everyone? I'm good. We've got Flonius Filth. Hello. We've got Barney back again. Hello. And for the first time ever, we've got K-Van from the Owen the Spurs podcast. Hello. Our main rivals, I think. Yeah, rivals now. Yeah, I had, to, I had to ask permission off Crackers to get you on here, K-Van. He said you were very sweet. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you go. got, you got very bit, good of you. There's a good uh, good relationship between the Flying Cock and Owen the Spurs, and long may that continue. A good Indeed. report. A good report, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. They uh, voted for us. They voted for us in the FBAs, so... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, although I did notice that they were trying to get votes at the beginning and didn't get shortlisted, and then they started voting for us. So, bit of a weak effort there, to cracks. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> Maybe next year. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on, Cave, is because obviously I've listened to Owen the Spurs. Love it. Absolutely fantastic podcast. If you haven't heard it and you do listen to the Fighting Cock, download it because it's it's. It's probably the best podcast out there. I, I'm not just. I, I said it when I was on there, and I've said it to the boys, and I've said it on this on this podcast as well. It's very, very good. Thank you and, very much. And, and part of that is to do with the professionalism involved. You get calls coming in, and we had the idea of doing that once uh, and tried to do it through loudspeaker through the phone. And it didn't work. The geezer <laughs> didn't pick up. It was a nightmare. But uh, we get that as well, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it's just fantastic. But but especially your your input in in, in the podcast is it has grown over over the time, hasn't it? And you talk more and more, and the podcast makes more and more sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think when it started out, I was kind of just, uh, you know, like engineering it and kind of helping the guys put it together. But um, as time's gone on, I've got a bit more involved and uh, they've let me talk on a mic as well, which is quite nice being on that side of the class. But no, it's good, it's good, and it's nice to put my opinion across a little bit every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you do a good job, really good Thank job. You. And which is why, like, again, why we wanted to get you on, because you obviously talk a lot of sense. There's not, there's not too much hyperbole. And uh, it just, you know, it's good. So I wanted to get you on, and I was glad when you said, "Yeah, yeah, fantastic." <laughs> oh, that's great. How's everyone else been this week? Good. I'm yeah. on a, um, a carb-free week. My girlfriend. Why? She's convinced that the 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 reason why I don't have a six pack is because I eat too much bread and eat too many potatoes and pasta and stuff. So she's making me. She 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 said one week no pasta, no carbs. It's hard, man. I've only done it. It's only been like six hours. And you don't have to do it's only been six, <laughs> six hours, and I'm craving bread and butter. <laughs> you don't have to do this. Well, she she told me. Well, she asked me. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's relationships are supposed to be give and take, not just well, the, take. The problem take. was I made a roast dinner last night and um, had a load of roast potatoes left over, which I'd normally eat the next day. I had to scoff them all before midnight last night. <laughs> <laughs> Finished watching Edge of Tomorrow and I nailed like four uh, four roast potatoes with ketchup. That reminds me of Wendy's story. Did you hear that one this morning? What's that? You bought an entire duck 
Oh, yeah, He's yeah. trying to eat it in one sitting. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like Mr. Creosote in uh, what's it, Monty Python, and it just, like, explode <laughs> the last part of the duck. All right, we've got some questions for you, Kate, but before that, um, we just want to say thank you to everyone who mentioned the podcast last week. Got loads of mentions in on the Love the Shirt podcast uh, Twitter account. Uh, a lot of love for the 1882 discussion. Yeah. yeah. It was good to talk about it. I mean, it's the first time we... I, I, we've been running it for three years now, more or less, and to kind of break it down and kind of think about it on a kind of very kind of sensible level rather than just, oh, we're going to, we're going to Spurs to sing and that. It was just, it, it was nice to do that and it was nice to appreciate what, what it's become a little bit as well. Cause it's, yeah. Yeah, OK. Uh, so thanks for that. And uh, obviously we've been shortlisted for the FBAs. You probably know about this by now, but the Football Brothers Award... Uh, we're going to Manchester, basically. Yeah, we are. Oh, I can't wait. The, whole, the, whole, the hotel's <laughs> been booked. <laughs> hotels have been booked. Tickets have been bought. Um, we had to basically, we basically got a reduction on the tickets. Uh, someone, we weren't going to talk about this, but someone, someone emailed the Football Bloggers Awards. Oh God! I'm not going to go into details, but they they emailed the Football Bloggers Awards to highlight some of the discussions that, that have been had on the podcast recently. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hang on, this, this, this was also sent to the sponsors of the, of the of Football Blockers Awards. And we got, a, we got an email from them saying, um, we just received this strange email from someone who listens to your podcast. This, is there any truth in this or is he just a troll? And I read the questions, as, you know, the things that we've been discussed, uh, discussed on the podcast and... All of them were true. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the only thing I could go back and say was, we're not afraid to discuss the big issues. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, the reason why people have voted for the fighting cock is because of the things we talk about. And it isn't subject matter that we bring up. It's people who listen to the podcast sending questions, and we answer them because we, this is what people want to hear. We do get asked some bizarre things. I mean, you think of the questions that don't make it. That's all I'm going to say. It's not our fault, though. <laughs> I like to imagine they, they got into work that day at the football, football blogging award office and they, this email came in. They had to have, like, a crisis meeting. Do you know who's been shortlisted? And then they had to go through all the Daniel Levy questions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so um, I don't know what to say other than that it made us laugh a lot. It did. And actually getting kicked out of the football <clears throat> bloggers awards would almost be better than being invited to it. So. It's just so punk, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, Manchester next month, lock up your daughters and sons. <laughs> Manchester's in trouble. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> November 13th. Yeah, we still need votes, though, in order to, to you know, you become remotely close to winning the, uh, the, the award. It's based on votes. It's like a popularity yeah. contest, essentially. That, that Arsenal pod is pimping out everybody they know. It's, Are they? It's a disgrace. They're, they're following, like, 11,000 people. And they've they've asked everybody they follow to vote for them. So and we haven't asked anybody yet. <laughs> <laughs> said, make us cream, <laughs> make, make us cream. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you if if you want to vote for us, please do. Um, even if it just means not, you know, ensuring that Arsenal don't don't win it. That that's that's reason enough. Even if you've never listened to the pod. Well, what's the website for the blogging awards? Um, it's not written down, Flavon. No. Sorry. Footballbloggingawards.co.uk. Fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> no, but you can you can go on our Twitter feed. Go on our Twitter feed, and yeah. there's a link. Isn't, is there a link? There is a link. There's, yeah. there's definitely a link. Uh, we will post it again after the after this podcast comes out. Um, and also the, the the shop that we record in, who give us this space for free on a weekly basis, are also up for an award. Uh, they've been nominated by Time Out 
to be the best, one of the best shops in the area. So, T, you can say something. No. All right. <laughs> say the, I was just nodding sagely of what you were saying. Say the name of the shop, that would help. Uh, it's called Penny Black, and if you go on uh, the timeout link that we'll post on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> you select, select North London and then Hornsey and then Penny Black for best shop. Uh, it be an amazing thing for you to do, an amazing thing for the shop to win, because as, as long as this shop stays open, we've got somewhere free to record. Yeah. Speaking of which, K-Van, you have uh, the SNK Studios, which where you know, I, I when the Spurs record. That's right. But do you want to give it a plug? You've uh, got no sponsors, so you can do what you want. Yeah, SNK Studios. I, I don't think it really matters, anyway. I'm here to talk about football, is that it? You're too successful, is that what you're saying? No, 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 I just, as far as the studios go, it's, it's what I do, forget that, but it's it's great having it available to do the pod. All right, fair enough. And uh, we've got one more week of the Halley Inc. competition. Uh, we've had a couple of blinders in, yeah. especially uh, a, a Chadley song, which we're all big fans of, but we yeah. won't talk too much about this week. Uh, we'll do it next week. And uh, I want to say a massive, massive thank you to Erland Andre Nordmo. Uh, he's on his Twitter handle is Ian Seventeen, E A N N E A N N Seventeen, and Christian Rota. Uh, both of them made really substantial do- donations, and yeah. basically, it's going to cost a lot, of, a lot of money to get to Manchester. <laughs> Just to get there would, it is going to cost us, but we need. Obviously, drink and, and drugs as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that money's going to be going to that. <laughs> Thank you very much. We're going to have a great time. And uh, anything else? Nothing else pretty much covers any other business. business. Any other business at the very beginning of the podcast? Yeah, that's how you roll. All right, that's fun. Caveman. All right, so the, the customary thing for when a new person joins the pod is to ask them some questions to get their credentials as Spurs fans. Okay. Uh, so here are your questions. What was your Spurs' first ever Spurs game? Do you know, this is going to sound awful. I'm, it's one of two, and I can't actually remember, because it was when I first got my season ticket about nine, ten years ago, um, and it was just a bit of a blur, really, having been like a Spurs fan for my whole life. Never been to a game before, and then got the season ticket that year, went in, and just that first half of the season is just a massive blur. It was either Liverpool... Or Birmingham at home that season, which is I remember that Defoe scored, but it could have been either game. I can't remember which. It wasn't a Liverpool game when Lennon scored in the last minute. No, no, no. I reckon it might have been the one all. I think it was a one all. Then Defoe scored. Oh, Defoe definitely scored. But I think he scored in the Brom game as well, so it could have been either of those. I can't remember which came first. Well, that that season Liverpool played Spurs in the opening day of the season. That'll be it. So yeah, and Cisse scored in his debut for Liverpool. Yeah, on Julio. Yeah, I had to was that really? I think it, it was, might have been it? Benitez's it first season. I watched. That. I think Cissé broke his leg that season. But anyway, he's done that more than once. Hasn't exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's had some horrific injuries. He like, really like, has. There's yeah. nothing worse than watching a footballer break their bones in, in horrible, horrible. It depends way. on who. <laughs> it's never happened to someone I really dislike though, so I've never been able to enjoy it. It's like, I, I mean, Cissé, I never. never <laughs> oh, go on, T. No, go on, say. Come on, T. Say it. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. It's happened to pe- it's happened to people on teams I don't particularly like, so I'll just leave it at that. I'll just say uh, Ramsey. <laughs> just right out there. Is that what you're saying? I'm not going to say yes right. or no. Just <laughs> Eduardo. I have, yeah, Eduardo Ramsey. Any one of them really. Walker on the stretcher. Well, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> all right. First game and favourite all-time Spurs player. That's difficult. 
Mm. That's difficult. I think I like I like Spurs players with a bit of character. They're a little bit mental. So in the sort of Sandro mould, Didier Zakora was a bit nuts as well. <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. say I'd say maybe Sandro. I know that's, people go for like the more skillful players or the ones that were kind of the superstars. But yeah. I just loved his attitude. He was just mad. No, I get that. I get that. What about your boys? Um, Gaza, Waddle, and Bale. Yeah, can't pick between them. I have to say Waddle because he's the reason I support Tottenham. But more recently, I think it's Modric, just a magician on the football pitch. Made it look so easy. I've said it before, but Paul Walsh. I loved yeah. him so much. <laughs> Distinctly average, but I loved him. I absolutely loved him as a kid, looking at his flowing blonde locks. As he ran down the wing and, and uh, you know, he, I think he played up front or as he was a, a false nine or something. He was effective. I felt sorry for him because um, he was always on the fringes of the first team, I remember. And he'd always, he scored a goal and then get dropped the next week once again. So I did feel for him at the time. Kevin, what's your favourite game with Spurs? I think it's got to be the Inter game. The Champions League. Yeah. At home? Yeah. Yeah, that was special. Just because cause of where I sit, that was where Bale yeah. was just pissing it past. And it was just it was just a joy to behold. It really was. It was amazing. Unbelievable. To be honest, that season was just amazing as a fan at home. The amount of good teams that we played, the amount of star players that you'll see once in a lifetime was fantastic. But yeah, Inter at home was fantastic. Absolutely. Oddly enough, today is four years to the day of the San Siro game. Oh, wow. You was in that game? I was, yes. I was at that game. Really? Honestly, one of the greatest moments I've ever had in my life. Even though we lost. It was just... It was when Bale... We knew how good Bale was before that game, but the world knew then. And it's a shame, in, in, in a way, because that was the day that we knew that he wasn't going to be a Spurs player. Mm. Indefinitely. Indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he played a couple more seasons, but he... He did everything we knew he could do, and it wasn't the surprise that got us in. It was almost like we won that game purely because we didn't win. Yeah, but it, it doesn't feel like that, does it? It feels like a win. <laughs> yeah. That game, when you think back, I don't think, oh, right, yeah, but we lost. But isn't that no. the brilliance of football and the romanticism? Even though you, there's games you've lost, but you look back and think that was amazing. That was amazing, and that's what's so good about belonging to a club like Spurs you don't have to win all, all the time just to see some glorious stuff and that was a perfect storm because in the, the Champions League you play you always play one team back to back and our next game was against Inter so it's just perfect the way it all panned out because if we'd played them two three games on the line may not have had the same impact and we as soon as the whistle went and the home leg that, the, the hype was there we got the first go through um, no one thought we were going to lose that game no, no, no one thought I, mm. but do you remember 30 minutes into that game <clears throat> into the into away game it was just like holy shit we were just completely not in our level we were going to be humiliated here and I, I, there was one Spurs fan I haven't spoken to since that game who actually walked out after 35 minutes he left the pub and just didn't come back and I was just like fuck him the home game the, no the away game oh the away game well, yeah. I mate, I 10 mate, men down 4-0 a mate of mine left the ground at half time really yeah <laughs> I would still speak to him. Yeah, good <laughs> mate of mine. He travelled all the way to Italy and left the ground. Yeah, my good mate Dicko. Oh mate, come on, Dicko. <laughs> and you named him. <laughs> oh. Shit, Dicko, mate. Dicko, Dicko. What have you done, sunshine? Four years that's gone under the radar. Now it's all over there. You'll see him tomorrow. You can tell him then. Oh, well, no, I've got nothing to say to Dicko. He's, he's, twice he's, he's, he's made his bed. <laughs> Can someone else ask Kayvan this last question because I don't understand it? I don't okay. understand it. Go on. What is the smallest four legged animal 
do you think you could limbo dance yeah. underneath? So this is me actually limboing underneath. Yeah, because normally when you limbo, there's a bar, but a bar is the... Legs of the animal. No, the animal's stomach. Midriff. Midriff. Yeah. yeah. So a giraffe would be quite high up. That'd be easy. Maybe, right underneath that. Maybe, maybe a pony. I don't know. Maybe some sort of, like, pygmy camel. <laughs> one, that, one that you know its shape has got quite a lot of space underneath it yeah. but a smaller version so that I'm not that flexible is that I don't an actual, I can is that actual animal like <laughs> to pick me it is now it is now <laughs> don't question the guests <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> whatever they like party <laughs> anyone got anything to add on that a shire horse. <laughs> no way, you couldn't do a shire horse. Of course, a shire horse is fucking huge. Yes, shire horses, it's the little ones, aren't they? No, like, a shire no. horse is like the horse. Shire horse is so a walk the, What's the little horse from the free advert? It's then? a pony. No, that's no. a. No, it's Shetland a, pony. Shetland pony, yeah. yeah okay. I could get underneath a Labrador. Okay. <laughs> Easy. I want to see that. Oh, well, I'll show you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk yeah, about Man's. Man City. Someone sent me a question on Twitter, said, "What can you sum up before I listen the 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 mood on the podcast this evening, will it be positive or negative? And my inst- my instinct said that it would be positive because I don't feel that bad about the game. There was a lot of mitigating circumstances, mainly the referee mm. and Derek Lamella. But, but, you know when your own players isn't supposed to be a mitigating circumstance, he's supposed to you know help us win. But Lamella had... Let's start off with the negatives first. Lamella had the worst game a footballer could have while being on the football pitch. Is he improving or is he failing? <laughs> well, that's a question we've been asked. Yeah, Dave Bowman from Facebook asks, is he improving or is he failing? No, he had a bad game. He's not failing. He's had, he had a bad game. Oh, what, what do you reckon? Kate, what do you think? Do you know what? When, when, when they announced the lineup, I thought, do you know what? This is the first time under Pochettino in a Premier League game, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that you've seen Ericsson, Soldado and Lamela together. I don't think that had happened before. No, not with Soldado. Yeah. And in, in pre-season, there was like... I watched some of the games in pre-season, there were just little hints of the link-up between Lamela and Soldado. It's like, could this be what kind of ignites both of these players really doing what they're good at? Are you talking about the Instagram pictures? Because that, that's <laughs> where the relationships... Every time on Instagram... Oh, they're yeah, they're pr- quite pally, aren't they? Practically cuddling in every... Which is great. Yeah. Great. So uh, uh, Ricky made a point at the beginning of the season about them having this sort of relationship with each other and that that can kind of... You know, translate into, translate into actual football. <laughs> but uh, we, we have seen glimpses of it because when we played um, Limassol away, they it was Lamella that set up Soldado. Yeah. And the moments where um, Soldado's been given a cameo, you've seen them linking up and moving and uh, understanding each other. But Lamella, I've, he was he was he was he was dog shit. He it was, was terrible. terrible. Not I'm, really I'm terrible. a huge Lamella fan, but he was he was horrendous. It was bad. It was really bad. Really? Well, no, no. What, what do you think? Don't, don't I think he was awful. I don't. <coughs> it's difficult with him because he is so young and he's come to a new. League. I think a lot of players that come to the Premier League that first season they don't know when to release the ball. They think they have more time on the ball than they actually do. I think that's common with a lot of players that come to the Premier League. And I think he he's got those little flashes of brilliance, but he doesn't know when to just go. Okay, I've done that. Now just release it. Do the safe thing. Do the easy option and get rid of the ball. Yeah, but did he have a bad game against Man City? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't awful. Though. It, it wasn't terrible. as bad. As I would have taken him off in yeah. thirty minutes. It was that bad. Really? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I'm really a positive person. I think he should not be allowed in in our own half ever. He's done he, rest Brom goal. I don't give a fuck about Paulinho. That was Lamella's fault. I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. Well, I won't really. Arsenal away, his fault again. The first two City goals, his fault. He just should not be in our half. Full stop. 
he had a bad game. He did keep persevering. Even though he's having a bad game, he still persevered. He still tried to make things happen, but it was a very bad game. And um, I don't think he will justify the fee ever. Players... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, just wow. I, was, I was about to respond, <laughs> respond to the other point and then he just dropped out. He's like, yeah, he's dropped Mike, 30 million fucks. Well, we're not going to justify that, is he? Yeah, he might do one day. He might do. Uh, he, had a, he had a really bad game, and a, a, just not a really bad game. It was awful. I don't. That He was worse than the referee. He was worse than the referee. And that is an anomaly in his career. I don't think he'll ever have another game like that in his life. The, the problem with the game was, in flashes, we looked good. And there was moments where we were so, um, soaking up their attack and then hitting them on the, on the counter-attack. We were dispossessing them. But the fundamental problem with Spurs is the fucking brain farts. We're constantly shooting ourselves, doing Carl Frotches and punching ourselves in the face. Fuck it. Fury, Tyson. Yeah, Tyson. Sorry. Don't come with a, don't come with a boxing, boxing I don't know metaphors. shit about boxing. Stop trying. I was trying to impress. T does that. You're, you're <laughs> taking his fucking thing. I was trying to impress don't take, Look at his face. He's, he's <laughs> smiling, but he's crying inside. Um, right. So he, he did a Tyson Fury, punched himself in the face, but Soldado, Rose, Kabul, Lamella, Fazio, they had fucking gigantic brain farts, and that's what cost us. Fuck the tactics, fuck who was selected. The problem was the mentality of the players was wrong. Well, yep. but what, what can you do to fix it? Just make them play again. <laughs> Straight away, I am... Um, Control, delete. Uh, <laughs> blue screen of death, isn't it? Um, <laughs> no, um... I was thinking of a simile, I might have got that wrong, for the game. And it's like your elder sibling holding your hand and punching you in the face of your own hand. Yeah. That's what the first performance was. Yeah. Because we get a bit of pressure, Kabuli had it away, and then our midfield would pass it back to their players, back into, back into their yeah. mixer, clear the ball again, and he'd be back in our box again. And then, um, for example, Kabul will get one-on-one of Aguero. Kabul wouldn't try and move him away from the goal, he'd try and stand him up. And Kabul is about a foot taller than him, with no mobility. And it just kept happening over and over again. I mean, Aguero is an incredible player. There's, there's not much you can do to defend against a player on form like that. But his first goal, Lamella gave it away, which was... What the, what was he trying to do there? Yeah, that was bad. We talked about Lamella, though, but... But then he done it again with when, Lampard. When you've got... When Loris has got Lampard's gin, gigantic form in front of him, <laughs> how is he supposed to save the ball? And that was an offside. If they, they, you know the first goal? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aguero a, fired yeah. a great great finish, absolutely great well, finish. Well, he used Lampard as a decoy and he curled, curled round him. He did, a massive decoy. <laughs> and they, he... Loris <laughs> uh, probably had less sight than he needed to have in order to at least make a decent attempt to save it. Cause, yeah, because it wasn't bottom corner. Really. But Ergo, it's offside. He died very late as well. Yeah, he, well, he didn't see he it. He can't have seen it. He can't have seen it. Because no. I'm sure Loris would have at least got close to it. I was sitting at home and Lampard <laughs> was in my way so <laughs> do you know uh, um, the, the, the first penalty as well I know Lamella I said to you on, on WhatsApp that when I saw it in live action I thought yeah that's a foul and then you watch it again and you think there's nothing yeah. that, that, that Lamella did that made Lampard fall the way he did uh, second time this season that's got you know Joe Allen also did that at Spurs. But this is this is really upsetting me at the moment about the referee refereeing standard in the Premier League because there was the Lamp- Lampard wasn't a penalty, Soldado that wasn't a penalty either, and then I don't no, know if you saw the box, if you it? saw Stoke against Swansea that wasn't a penalty. Yeah, referees, yeah. you, you've got a game which involves millions of pounds and thousands of hours of training and sorting things out, and you've got one fat guy in the middle 
overweight, unfit, making decisions that and cost, getting paid sixty grand a week. That cost games. I've got to take issue with that. They're a lot fitter now than they used to be. Did you see? Minimum, no, there's, there's a minimum standard these days. <laughs> what is it? Is minimum is, it, is, it, is it, 15 minimum, stone. What's the minimum? There's, there's, there's a bloke in my office who's training to be a referee. He tells me this stuff. So it's quite, <laughs> How fat is he? To be fair, he runs triath- He does triathlons and oh, all that. Well, so he's, but he's not in the Premier League. Have you, he will be one day. Look I'm not going to name him, but look out for him. <laughs> look at the state. Look at the state of the referees in the Premier League. Even the the, the Fazio sending off. How far away was Moss from that? Yeah, but Fazio gets away with that in Spain, not over here. All right, Fazio. Then that because when when I first saw it, I didn't actually see it. Actually, I, it was in, in a good spot by the ref because he did pull him back, and it was a penalty, definitely. But is it a red card? In my opinion, he stopped a goal-scoring opportunity. Cabal should have cleared it, though. It, perhaps, but he wasn't the last man. There were defenders around him. So what? What? How did he get a red card? Is it because he denied a, an obvious goal-scoring opportunity? You see, even that pisses me off. This is Aguero. That wasn't a pullback. He didn't grab him by the waist or two hands on his shirt pulling him back. He put his hand on his shoulder, and Aguero just played the percentages. He thought he knew that if he'd fall, if he falls over, he's going to get a penalty, and there'd be a, a good. So chance. that wasn't a pen. It was a penalty, but it's not a penalty. Come on. Oh, Jesus you, know, like, you see what I mean? He grabbed him, but it wasn't like, I'm going to grab you now and I'm going to rip the shirt off you. It wasn't Gentile on Zico in 82. It was just a hand on his back and he played the percentages and he fell over. I think it's a little bit more than that, if I'm being honest. Stop being honest. Lie. He got a proper handful of his shirt, didn't he? He did. He did. You, you can't, can't do that. You can't do that. Why didn't Aguero fall get away backwards? With it. But I don't think it was a red card. Yeah, right. Well, hang on. So, so, why didn't Aguero fall backwards? He fell forwards. If, but he did what he needed to do to win the penalty. So what about our penalty? Was our penalty a penalty? No, no. it was outside the box. No, it was never a penalty. I was hoping he could have said yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of ruined my point. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> so, but, like, just, can someone ask my, answer my question? Why was he sent off? Because he goal was denied a goal-scoring opportunity. So that was what it was? Yeah. So if you clearly deny a goal-scoring opportunity, you, you get sent off regardless if there's players around you? Well, yeah. Or that was the referee's interpretation? I don't think we understand the rules in the same way as the referee does because we seem to dispute these things every time. Yeah. yeah. He was Fazio's man. He got away from Fazio. Kabul, was, Kabul wouldn't have stopped it if the ball got across him, which it did. Well, well we're, we're forgetting the brain fart by Danny Rose. Stop saying brain fart. You said that four it. times. Sorry, I want to get. The, I want to name that. Yeah, was this the one where he just smashed the ball up in the air? No, all he had to, headed it. No, yeah, headed was, it. All he had to do is head it out. Yeah. Danny, if look, we're going to use a cliche. If in doubt, get it out. Just get the fucking thing out. And he heads it to the fastest player on the pitch. He heads it up in the air. Like it's like I don't know what to do. I just put my head on it and hope that everything works out. And that, and they scored. But Spurs do. He did have. Like, he didn't have a bad game though. Spurs right? do oh, things like this. I've been quite supportive of Danny Rose this season. I have to say because a lot of people have just been saying he he's not good enough. Get shot. He is good enough. I think he's good enough, and I I, I think he's going to be more effective under this system under Pochettino. But there were a few things that he did in the game against City where I was just like can you see what situation you've left your your, your fellow teammates in? He was just apologising for Lamella a second ago. He did. All of those things ten times worse. Oh, no, I know. I, I really feel bad for the man. I don't know why. Because <laughs> we spent thirty million. I just know. I just you just see it in him. He's just like, oh god, I fucked up again. What have I done this time? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When he spooned the ball and just sliced it, and it's yeah, just yeah. like he's so unlucky. I've done fucked up again. Yeah. In, in defence of Danny Rose, he did have um, Navas against him and Sanya. They were double teaming him the whole first half, 
and thinking. <laughs> what? what? D- Danny Rose got double teamed. Double teamed. Navas and, and that will never Samuel. happen again in his career. That they fight, they deem him important. Enough. No, no, not. I'm <laughs> sorry, not by not stopping him attacking, but attack. They were attacking his him. Weakness. Yeah, they were attacking him. <laughs> he shits himself under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, bless him. Um, yeah, so I, I think uh, was it Ben Pierce. Ben, P- ben Pierce Spurs, he's been on the podcast actually, he's, his Twitter handle is at Ben Pierce Spurs. Um, he wrote a great article about uh, questioning Pochettino's rotation system, uh, given the fact that we played Fazio and uh, Kabul in uh, you know, centre-back. And if you look at our record, when Vertonghen and Kabul have played, we've been defensively very solid, apart from the Liverpool game when they played out of their skins. And he was questioning why... Fazio was brought in when Vertonghen could have played. I know he also brings up the fact that Vertonghen played two games in, in the week, or two weeks. Um, and that's probably the reason he, he spent the last week or so with Fazio and Kabul working tactics with them. But when a player's so much better as Vertonghen is over Fazio, it's sometimes a little bit foolhardy to kind of believe perhaps in your own tactics so much so that a player who is superior doesn't get in the team. It's not even whether they're superior or not. It's the fact that <clears throat> Kabul and uh, Fazio are people who get rid of the ball. And that's that's their strengths as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I think Kabul's about six foot four, Fazio six foot five. I think they maybe expected Zeko to be up against them, which is why they, which is why they played. But you've got two people who are fairly weak on the ground against Aguero Isn't and the game. Limited, though, to just to anticipate that Zeko might play. Surely well, there was more to it. Than that's that. the only reason them two could have been a partnership. Because well, other than Vatonga wasn't there to listen to, his it's tactics. got to be the international break though. Surely, because like, be. you look at what Pochettino does. When you know when we played against the Goons, we set up differently. We had a different game plan, and you could see that he'd been drilling that into them all week. You have got the big international break in between that last game and the next one. Are you really going to put like players in there that have just got back the night before, having done no prep with them whatsoever? Vertonghen was away, but Vertonghen was away, and he must have needed to have a special game plan for the City game, specifically for what he thought was coming. So he probably just went, "Well, who's available? Kabul, Fazio, not away on international duty. I'll I'll tell them what I want them to do." And I think the same with Soldado as but well. But of all of the defenders we have at our disposal, Vertonghen is the most adept at dealing with a player like Aguero. I'm not saying he would have been able to deal with him because he was brilliant, um, but I think even given all of those arguments, I think Vertonghen should have been in that. But, but did, did the game really revolve around Fazio and Kabul making awful mistakes because they were the wrong players on the pitch? I don't think Fazio did that bad, in all honesty. No, I thought the, he had quite I... a good game, actually, until he decided to pull his shirt. Yeah. All right, I mean, I'm going to agree with Cave. I thought Fazio played well, but this whole um, being tired after international duty is a bit of it's a bit of bullshit because Aguero was away with Argentina. Then they played Brazil. They played Brazil and China, and when, I don't know where they, I can't remember where they played their second game. But if Aguero is if he did all that travelling, he came back and he was still as sharp. Then Lamella, you can't use travelling as an excuse for him, and you can't use travelling as an excuse not to play Vertonghen. Pochettino obviously had an idea to use Fazio. Maybe you could swear at him in, in Spanish at Aguero, but it didn't work. I just think you have to play you have to pay, play your best players to be in even half a chance. Yeah, you know, um, this is top level football. You mean that he can't have been that tired? I mean, he fucking went around Europe. It's not like he went yeah. to like Beijing like Lamella did. I thought Fazio was less inept than Kabul, to be honest. 
Yeah, that's the thing. But you've got you've got two stri- you've got two defenders. I don't think are great on the ground, as I've said, and I just think it's a, I just, I just think it backfired. There was that moment where they just City just cleared the long ball. And um, for some reason, Kabul had pushed up past the halfway line and, and Aguero just stood on the halfway line. Long ball went over the top and then it was just ridiculous. It, it, I, 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 got, I was embarrassed for Kabul watching him go one-on-one against him. Yeah, that was... Yeah. It was just Pretty a piss painful, take. You yeah, force him outside, for fuck's sake. Watch T, what, that, what, this, you're playing against one, the best, probably one of the best strikers in Europe, if not the world. These people make defending very difficult. Force him outside. I'm I've seen you it. play left back. Force so him on don't his do foot. this to yourself. Force him on his left foot at least. I've seen it happen. I've seen, I've seen <clears throat> T give up when someone's run past him. T don't give up. He does. He does <laughs> give up. Trust. See tomorrow. This didn't happen. We'll see. Yeah, we're playing five sides tomorrow night. We'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll we'll find out what's what. Yeah. Uh, one last point on the uh, Man City game. It's a player that divided opinion, polarised opinion massively. Um, Soldado. He started the game, obviously, because for the same reason Fatonga didn't start, you know, that the, the Adibayo or Harry Kane played twice around the 21s. Adibayo had been all over the world. Well, just Africa. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so the people who are not good enough to play for their countries get special treatment because they're crap. I'm not happy. Hold on. You, you're, you're not happy with Soldado's Soldado's performance? Well... You're playing people who are not good enough to play for their countries based on them not being tired. I think that's a bit rubbish. He's he's don't even play it's a striker. He doesn't have a point. I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit, a point. It's a bit of a devil's advocate, rubbish. but... It's a rubbish point. How is it a rubbish point? He has rubbish. a really good point. You play people to go away. Yeah, but, but Soldado's clearly good enough to play for Spurs. We're not good enough to play for Spain, Jake. That's a fucking looking. Well, he's not good enough to play for so the former Europeans. I've never thought of this angle before, but T's right. We're giving preference to players too shit to represent their country. <laughs> that's what that's basically what it comes down to. Your country's Togo. He's a fucking genius. Your country's Togo, like any by all, because there's no other strikers on earth that could possibly play for Togo. He should start because he represents his country. He just nailed it. T did. We're actually. playing. We're I, playing Spain C. Team and Argentina's D team, <laughs> England's England's F team. You know, I don't you know, know what I'm arguing anymore. You're completely right. No, no, I, th- I think again, to be, be being serious, I think Soldado did okay. And if the penalty goes in, that would have capped a good performance. But the angle they gave, the camera angle for the penalty, just summed up, you know, his confidence and how he felt about the penalty. There's a pee roller, wasn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Wendy doesn't think Soldado should have taken the penalty. But but I, I, I can agree with that in hindsight. Only, Ericsson would have been maybe the other choice. It was surprising, wasn't it? Well, hang on. He's the only the only good thing he's ever done was yeah, yeah, score penalties. <laughs> the only yeah. thing he brought to the table was penalties. Can't even do. What that do you anymore. think about his performance, Kevin? I think when Soldado plays up top, when we've just got the one striker, he, the, the main difference that he gives us from Addy is that Addy feels the need to come wide to bring other players into the game. We've got those attacking three behind him that can all shoot. I think we need to be doing that a lot and I think that's the idea is that you play that lone striker up top with those three quite kind of creative players that can switch over Addy drifts wide Soldado when he does that link up play as as the lone striker stays quite central and I think that it presented more opportunities for Chadley Eriksson and Lamela in the City game Look at the Mason, the Mason chances of a pass. Yeah, it, it just creates space because if you're pulling the, the play wide then it's obvious where the play's going but if you're kind of staying quite central, it brings other can players you, into the game. Can you understand where the criticism come from for, for, for Sorado's performance at all? I can't. I, I can I understand that people are frustrated because he 
missed a penalty or had the penalty saved and that other chance that came in, like, he could have buried it. I do feel incredibly sorry for him. I know that doesn't change our our kind of perception of, of, of how he's done, but I do feel sorry for him because... I think he was quite unlucky, but how many times can you just be unlucky until it gets to the point where it's like, <laughs> maybe you're just not the right player? I, I, I think he is the right player. That's I, the worst I, thing I've said about Saldado so far, because I, I really want him to do well. I think he should start ne- next week. I, I think the people who are apologising for Soldado are doing the same thing that people who are apologising for Adebayor are doing, in that the stuff he's doing isn't scoring, and there's a struggle, that's your job. But Adebayor... Links up plays. He met, I mean, for example, I, I think I mentioned a week or two ago. He he passed the ball to um, Ericsson more than any, any other player, and he's more or less you know where he's not dangerous. Soldado similar. He's in places where he's not hurting the opposition, and strikers should be hurting the opposition, and that's the problem with our strike force. I think we spoke a couple of weeks ago about Soldado at Spurs, and he needs a run of games. But you can give a player a run of games, but when he's presented, especially with a, a player that's not playing a lot. When he's presented with an opportunity like he was, the penalty, he needed to score that for his career at Spurs. The fact that he missed it, I think it's it, it's a bad sign for where he's going to go from I now on. I think that shows a limited opinion no, of football. No, it doesn't because you, you're going to give a guy a chance every now and then to prove himself. And that was his moment. That was where he had to stand up and show the mental strength. Did you see Charlie Adams' penalty against Swansea? Yeah. He fucking levered that in the bottom corner. And Soldado stepped up, Hart done him with the eyes, yeah, stood up so late, and he, he bottled it. That was what it came down to. If he would have smashed it people and missed it, people would have said he bottled it as well. Oh, but no, 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 it's different. Saying. It's different because he did a, he done a slow run-up and he waited for Hart to commit himself. But Hart didn't. He didn't do it. Loris, Loris went early to try and cover the corner, even though he always dives the same way. But he went early to, to try and cover as much of the goal as he could. Hart was just like, I'm going to wait and then I'll cover maybe just like 65% of the goal. And he, he outdone him. A forward's uh, uh, a role on the pitch is to create and score goals. Yeah. And he created. He, he laid on the assist for Ericsson. Yeah. He created the assist I'm, for I'm, the penalty. I don't disagree. By going over and and, and he missed the penalty, but he he, he could have scored it. But that, nine times out of ten, he does. But when you play, if you, if you wait, hang on a second. If you if you if you've, if you've influenced the game away to Man City, scoring two goals, you've done enough. And in, in another day, he would have scored enough. I'm not disagreeing with you, but at that moment. That was a big moment for Spurs. That was a, that was a game-changing moment, and that's where you have players in your team that have got this mental strength and mm. this ability to change a game. They're like, this game is not going to go in this trajectory. I'm you can't do just throw something. him in there and expect him to have mental strength. You've got to show belief in a player like him. It's a but penalty. Why is he taking the penalty then? It's a penalty because, because that's look, what he does. Look, look, he takes penalties. But was yeah, there yeah, really it was somebody else not. on the team that would take it? To be honest, Who? maybe Ericsson. Ericsson's the only person. Exactly. Give it Fazio. If we're going to do it like this, if we're not going to show someone skill. And one of the one of his, his skills is, is is taking penalties. Not to believe in him, to give him the mental strength by believing in him. Say, take away his actual yeah. one of his key attributes. Don't take the penalty. Just let someone else do it because you're not good enough. The, the best player, that's going to be great for his fucking. The mental best players attitude. in the world have missed penalties. Baggio, Platini, they've all missed exactly. Penalties. So get off they've the all, They've all missed penalties, but. You know, when when you haven't had much and you're away to City, you you gotta have faith that your striker's gonna bury it, and he didn't do it. And unfortunately, I think that was his moment to change his career. 
on top on, 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 on a, pl- a player that's on top of the world in terms of form missed the penalty in that game Aguero missed the penalty yeah but he's and then he scored another, kicked it scored over another four he, he, yeah but it doesn't matter he missed the penalty like Soldado <laughs> but he went up and then two seconds later oh, he was comparing the two <laughs> I'm comparing the two because it's, a penalty is a, a moment in time in a football match and that's all it is some people miss some people score and that's that no, but you got. I'm right. You're wrong. It's the way he missed it. Exactly. It's the way he missed yeah, it. He if he dived the other way, it would have gone straight in nah, the corner. But There's he no didn't. issue. Hart done him. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> it was two one. To, to finish it, this off, because we've been talking for too long about this. It was two one at the time of the penalty. He misses the penalty. They go up the other end, and they get a penalty, and it's three one. So in the context of the game, it was fucking important that he, that, that he didn't score. Now, from a humanitarian point of view, I do agree with. <laughs> I do agree. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with Flav. You know, you, you, you got the you got, got the crap kid. I don't think a penalty for confidence. I must say, also, right, mate, cra- you know, the crap kid. Yeah, is that what harder is? Is that kid that you don't know wants to pick on their football team? Exactly. So you know, say, go on, bed. prove yourself, Soldado. If by some sort of quirk of fate you're listening to this podcast, I love you and believe in you. Take as many penalties as you want. Score them, you fuck. <laughs> I, I think, that, like, just to kind of, like, the, the whole game in total, I think a lot of Spurs fans are not that disheartened by that result because despite the fact that we lost, it did come down to quite a few kind of decisions that went, you know, bad decisions by our players, bad decisions by the referee. We did get at them and we did look like we could score. 18 shots on goal. And, and, it, and it felt great, I think. I just want to quickly say that Togo won this week. They've won their last two games and if they win their next and Ghana win their next, Togo go to African so, Nations. So we've got to believe in Saldana. So we've got to believe in Saldana. No. <laughs> <laughs> believe. Now we've got Windy. Hi, Windy here, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loan players, Tom Carroll made his first Premier League start for Swansea and played 65 minutes of their 2-1 defeat to Stoke. Alex Pritchard played 90 minutes for Brentford in their 0-0 draw at Wigan. Ryan Fredericks played the whole game for Middlesbrough in their 2-1 win at Brighton. Milos Velkovic joined Middlesbrough this week and he was an unused sub in this match. Grant Hall was an unused sub for Birmingham, they lost 1-0 to Bolton. Kenny McAvoy was a 78th minute sub for Peterborough in their 2-1 win against Barnsley. Jordan Archer played the whole game for Northampton as they lost 3-2 at Cheltenham. He was voted man of the match by their fans for the second time this season. Shaq Coulthurst was an unused sub for Southend. They were held to a 1-1 draw with Exeter. Lewis Holby played the whole game for Hamburg. They drew one all as well with Hoffenheim. And finally, Grant Ward was an 83rd minute sub for Chicago Fire in their 2-1 defeat at DC United. The under-21s were on BT Sport last Tuesday night. They lost 3-1 against Norwich. It was a very young team who looked pretty shell-shocked by a fast Norwich start, but they came back to put in a good showing in the second half. Christian Sabaya scored a fine goal to put us back in the game before a mishit clearance from Josh Alomar let Norwich in for a third. Hugo Echiog said after the match, it was a very young team up against 600 games of league experience of that Norwich team, a lot of know-how, a lot of game knowledge. With no league game this week, the development squad player friendly at Hampton and Richmond Borough on Tuesday. The under-18s won 2-0 at Arsenal on Friday, with Ishmael Azawi backing his first Spurs goals. Anton Walks was sent off for a second bookable offence midway through the second half, and Kieran McKenna said after the match, 
It was a real sign of toughness and maturity how we dealt with the red card, and we've been looking at that for a while. We've had a t- quite a few games this year where we've had, this, had the lead and not managed it well, but we did better today. 15-year-old midfielder Marcus Edwards came off the bench again, and he's been de- named in the England under-17 squad for matches against Cyprus, Macedonia and France over a nine-day period. That's it for this week, but if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Cheers, Windy. Good job, Windy. Once again, delivering the updates on the young players and players out on loan. Turning family trees into branches. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I sort of remember Andrew Neal said that. Turns your family tree into a branch. Oh, did he? Yeah. Windy the gangster. We've not said that in a while, have we? <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't revisited that theme at all. Not at all. Just died off. Since he murdered us, and we came back to life. <laughs> listen to the first. Actually, don't listen to the first series of the Fighting Cop podcast. Yeah, don't listen. Ever to again. Ever. Uh, Twelve men a day commit suicide. It's thought that because we don't talk about our problems, if you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm, have an helpline. It's open between, between 5 p.m. and midnight each day of the week. The number is 0808 802 5858. And they ha- also have an online uh, web, chat. web chat between 6 and 9 p.m. So if you're feeling sad or low in any way, talk to them. You can't go wrong, can it, really? Yeah. All right, let's talk about Asteras and Newcastle. Let's do Asteras first because 1882 are there. Yeah. And there's still loads of tickets available. Shit loads. So, well, not uh, shit loads, just loads. We managed to convince Cave because you haven't sit, sat anywhere else. No, only ever in my own seat. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to come. Yeah? I'm going to come. You're definitely going to come? Yes. All right, we're going to be in the bricklayers beforehand from about 5 pm. So, if you want to sing song in the pub beforehand, then come in the bricklayers. If you bought tickets anywhere else in the stadium, uh, the club will move them for you. They've, they've agreed to do that, which is really kind of them. Just ring them up. I think it's option two. Mm. Ring them up and ask them to go in uh, 35 and they'll, they'll move you there. Yeah. It'd be a great, 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 great experience. And the drums making a return as well uh, for the first time in about five years. Yeah. So, I don't know how that's going to go, given the fact that you can't drum along to Yids. Yeah. You can't, can't promote that chant in any way. Yeah, but North London's blue and white, you know. Everyone loved that. Well, a lot of people loved it. Tons good, of Very it. good reaction to that, so... That's fantastic. I can't wait to get that going. Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. Uh, so, that's where go on. I'm going to for 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, we've got this team that we've never kind of... We don't know who they are. They're, they're Greek. Is it Greek? Yeah, they're Greek. Greek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't have much history. But they're um, they're eighth in the table after six games. I thought they were top. You were they were top last like, two weeks ago. They're not eight teams in the Europa League. Talk about their own league, domestic league. Oh, so I when you were saying top before, it weren't top in their domestic league. They were to- top they're, in. They're, they're top in the Europa League. Oh, wow! Oh, that was, I thought they were top in their own league. No, 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 no. They're, 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 Everyone um, thought that as well. Yeah, I thought I thought they were above Olympiakos and stuff. I was no, no, no. They're, they're, they're eighth in the in the domestic league. Cave, okay, tell us about their danger men. <laughs> <laughs> They've, yeah. got, they've got two good strikers, um, the Argentine Facundo Power and Pablo Mazza. They're very, very dangerous. <laughs> oh, God, oh, shit. You don't know what you're doing. I, look, I looked on the same Wikipedia I made page. Notes, motherfucker. I made notes. <laughs> Go on, tell us about him. What do you Facundo, mean? Facundo. Mazza is short. He's 1 metre 75. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, about 5'8? <laughs> But, no, they're, but they're five games unbeaten in all competitions. But now in, um, in the Europa League, they're on top of the league and we've drawn. 
two of our games so we, have so to we, win, need, so we need to win this we've got, we've got to win uh, <laughs> I don't think we've ever done a first team game of an 1882 and we've lost ever sorry we've never lost an 1882 game when we, we watched the first team what do you mean by the first team it's always a second string well you know what I mean when, when we're watching the oh the adults the adults yeah right <laughs> as opposed to the first we've seen the youth team lose 8-4 to Bolton oh yeah that was fun that was a great day that was fun no, no I don't but, think we have I think when we played Benfica it was an 882 because they no, took, our, right. no, no. took the block. So, uh, yeah, Asteras, I mean, it's just one of them games you've got to win, really. I mean, there's, there's nothing else you've got to say about it. We don't know any of their players, and, and they're, they're not bin men because they're professional footballers, but they might as well be bin men and solicitors. I looked on the same internet page as T, and I didn't no, recognise one player. No, we didn't. You looked on Wikipedia. I, I, saw, I, looked, I, I saw Facundo. If I reveal my sources, then it's not supposed to be fucking looking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just say we're going to smash them. Let's move on to uh, Newcastle, which is obviously much more important given Pochettino's start to the Premier League hasn't been as good as we hoped it would be. Newcastle, despite winning their first game at the weekend, are a team you'd expect us to beat at White Hart Lane. It does follow Europe and doesn't matter what anyone says, our results after a European tie have always been difficult, if not games that we've lost. So, uh, how do you think it will go? I, I, I mean, last year we smashed them to bits and lost 1-0. Krull had the game of his life. Oh, yeah. no, as um, AVB's best 45 minutes. That's the, that's the one time in his career he took the handbrake off. Well, yeah. in Spurs career, he took the handbrake off and let us just play and attack him. And Sherwood did the same as well, away from home, and we beat him 4-1, was it? 4-0. 4-0. I was, I was at the game at White Hart Lane last year, and it was the one, uh, maybe it wasn't straight after, but it was... Uh, pretty close to the game where we played Everton and um, Lloris got um, concussed so he played Brad Friedel and they had one chance where Friedel if it had been Lloris would have come out and swooped it up and then Remy came and, and Remy scored, scored. Yeah. and then after that it was just we were just battering them and Krull uh, as far as I'm concerned Krull's had two moments in his career that game against us and when he came on and saved the penalty for Holland yeah. other than that he's just a fat Dutchman in goal <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of um, I think that was a rare start for Kirikesh I think it's him and Dawson at the back in that game we lost 1-0 and um, our high line got brutally exposed in that first half yeah chance after chance um, but it's such a frustrating game we did everything in the second half but score I think Soldado had, um, had a header that I don't know how cruel to say it, but he did. I think the good thing about Newcastle is that they always come out and play, no matter how shit they are, and how, how, how much acrimony there is at their club, they always come out and try and win the game, and you have to applaud that, but I think that will be their undoing against Spurs. We'll have this high-pressure game, I know we haven't seen a great deal amount of it, but it will be a different team that come out against Arsenal and Man City, and I think they'll struggle with the amount of pressure we'll put under them. What do you think, Cave? I think I think you're right. As in the players we've got and the way that we're playing now, we're always going to have more chances against teams that do actually attack rather than ones that park the bus. I I think you're right. Is as in Newcastle will come out and and they'll have a go because they're under so much pressure at the moment because they haven't been performing. Um, we've got to do them. We've really got to do them, haven't we? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, um, I think the worries in the weeks leading up to the game was that Pardew was going to get the sack before they played us and they get a new manager to get the new thing new manager bounce. We were worried that Pardew wouldn't be there. Yeah, so but now, now, now he's there. I think, you know, maybe, maybe we'll do it well. I'm going to try and avoid any cliches today, but we should have too much for them. I think they... I mean, the game against Southampton and Arsenal and, and City show, show that we're, we're, we're very good going forward. I just worry about us at the back, but we have the ability to outscore them. 
I, I hope it rains because have you seen Pardew when it rains? What's that Flav? He's he's trying to he's got like ten hair, ten ten hair strands which he tries to keep perfectly manicured the whole time. And when it rains, it really upsets him because everything kind of goes together and three strands. He's completely bald. I get where he's coming from. He's doing. If, he, if <laughs> McLaren hadn't got fucked over with an umbrella, he would have an umbrella. I hate Pardew. I, I don't. I don't hate him because he winds up. Wenger and Arsenal fans hate him so much. Oh come on, he's a pompous little twat. Yeah, but he winds up the Arsenal fans. I want to see someone punch him in the face. Though. I, if it's Wenger and he punches and it bounces off him like nothing happens. Well, Wenger's Montgomery burnt it, punching no one. Which though. football manager tries to headbutt a player? Which football manager... No- Good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Good ones. But other than that, I think Newcastle are a really poor team. If you if you look at the players they've lost, and um, the only player that I really like is Santon, who's he's injured, and they're playing players like Colback and Cisse is a shadow of his former self. Um, the they they signed Caballé, who who he looks like a really shit Lamella. If Lamella's really shit at the moment, Caballé is even worse. Than yeah, him. yeah, and uh, you mentioned Cisse, who has scored. Five or six goals this year. Did you year see his open goal he missed uh, against Leicester? Yeah, but so did Mane. True. Saldana missed a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but we're up against Cissé, who, despite what you're saying, is always going to be a dangerous player. He can score goals from range. He's difficult. He's in fucking fight. pony. He's so shit. Oh God! But, this is going to come up. <coughs> but who was the Monaco striker? Revillier, I don't know. Revillier, yeah. Oh, he's terrible as well. Their their team is so second rate. There was a moment. Senegal. No, he's French for Monaco. There was a moment where um, Newcastle went out and signed really good French players like Sissoko and even Gouffran and stuff like that. But now they've just started signing second rate French players. They they, they are terrible. They're ha, ha, dog so shit. would you start Fazio and um... Fazio suspended? Oh, of course he is now. True, yeah. He should never start for Spurs again. You've <laughs> 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 written him off. No. Okay, written him off. <laughs> How do you feel about his statement right there? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think he should start for us again. Maybe not in this game. We'll see Maybe in 2015. Fit. I think it is one of those games, though, and, and I bang on about the atmosphere at the lane, but I really think it's one of those games where if people get behind the team properly... This is one of those teams that will be affected by it. I think if you get on Newcastle's back from the off, they'll make mistakes. They're one of those teams that will make mistakes. I think and our performance will make them make mistakes as well. Because yeah. you think we, we scored goals against important teams like Man, 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 Man City and the other lot, and our goals have come from high pressure in that that forward line. I think yeah, Mason's that. tackle was brilliant, by the way. We never really mentioned. Oh, we didn't Lazo. mention Mason. Mason was, was amazing, tackle. wasn't he? I was I was surprised when he started. Actually, genuinely surprised. I thought Stambouli would start, but he was really? fantastic. You yeah. thought Stambouli would start? I yeah, I, was a charge because he's high pressure, isn't he? Mm. There's been a lot of confusion on this podcast yeah, this week, isn't it? It's like, what are you saying? <laughs> Surprising opinions, man. I, I thought Stambouli would start because of his ability to tackle and the fact that he's obviously established and played games of this ilk before, whereas Mason. Has played four games to Spurs, but Mason did everything you could have asked of him. Yeah. Oh, okay. score! Apart from, Apart score. from score, but it, it was, was unlucky. It was unlucky. Oh, so he was unlucky, but that's a P roller. So Donahue, so Soldado was a P roller, but you're saying he's a... no, actually you're saying the same thing. <laughs> Mason was a P roller. Is it a squad there? But you saw how un, 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 like how it affected him when it, when when he didn't put that in the net, and he saw him like put his head in his hands, and he, it was just like I like you. You're doing good stuff for Tottenham. 
<laughs> going back to Newcastle, I think we're going to dispatch them because um, they they don't they don't have anything that I fear. There's nothing in that team which which worries me. If they score first, they're not shit could get real. First. They're not because last first. year, well, last year was the same principle, right? They scored first. There's something to protect, and we just we just shut it. So we need to score first. Otherwise, I could see because we're, we're a fragile team. I mean. Even our fans are fragile. I mean, if you don't score first, the fans might just... They will, of course they will, they will. I mean, you talked about on the um, Owen Spurs last week, or last month, um, about the atmosphere at the lane and the kind of tense atmosphere that can be created if we haven't scored in the first 20 minutes. Mm. What what were you getting at? I just think it's changed. Like, I remember going to the lane and we didn't have players that were anywhere near as good as the ones that we've got now. And people would be behind them. They'd be singing their names before anything had happened. They'd be singing their names when they did something wrong. When a player's made some sort of mistake or they've sliced the ball or just misjudged something, people sing their names to get behind them and get them back, get, you know, get them playing well again. And now it just feels like they don't say a word until they do something wrong and then they get on their back about it. And, it, and, and it's not right. Because you know what? From where I'm sitting... Players can hear that stuff, man. They can hear it. And it can't be nice having having your fans berating you just because you've made one poor decision or your techniques just, like, you know, left you for a moment. Remember the same same fans doing the same thing to Bale? Well, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I said, it, said it in a while back there. We just sit with our arms folded, waiting for the team to entertain us. And it should be as case the other way around. We should be creating an atmosphere where the players feel up for it and feel ten foot tall and they and they perform as they can perform. But what I was actually going to say was that I think Thursday is 10 years of the day that Bill Nick passed away, and I believe on Sunday there's... Um, before the game starts, I mean, we won't be in the, I won't be in the stadium before the game starts, but I think they might do a special presentation for, for Bill Nick before the Newcastle well, Thursday's game. Thursday's the, the 10 years since of the day? I believe so. I presume... I mean, we'll probably get tweeted out probably right on the 23rd of October, I'm fairly certain that's the day that he passed away... Ten years ago. Well, it'd be good on Thursday if we can get behind that, and maybe even even if it isn't to the day, it would it will show something about our class if yeah. we can get behind the greatest manager we've ever had. And then maybe sixty first minute, just I don't know, or for ninety minutes. Well, yeah, but maybe sixty first minute doing applause or some shit like that for winning the title for Bill Nick. But being our Thursday, I believe, is the anniversary, and Sunday they are doing the presentation. What's your um, favourite Newcastle versus uh, Spurs versus Newcastle moment? Body's like fuck that. <laughs> yeah, you know, fuck the best manager that's ever lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Spurs and Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep it. Um, <laughs> I reckon '92 when Sheridan went through past the Cernicek, I think it was. I like it. Into the, I don't know why. Just the Chadley goal just seems to be in my head. Great goal. So I've got to say that. Cave, what do you think of Chadley? <laughs> I quite like him. I know we all like. I, him. I, I love I, him. I, last, last I'm season. in love with him. So on our pod last season, Ant was just digging him out all the time. He didn't like him at all, and I've just, I, I just think he's got, he's got everything. He's quite a rounded footballer. He's got a bit of pace. He's quite physical. He can shoot. He can pass. I think he's, I think he's more than good enough for us. I think people snagging him off without any real good reason to be honest I think he'd be a very big player for not us. hair on his body either no, no. It's, like it's, a move. it's almost like a dolphin <laughs> <laughs> you're going to fit him well Gabe <laughs> <laughs> very well but um, he was one of, I think he was the second or third player we bought in, of, of the seven players and he was looked upon as um, 
Not as if I played for Bell, but he played in the same position. And on Saturday, he played quite intelligently. I believe on... I don't think he was 100% fit on Saturday either, but he created four chances apparently, which is, I think was a joint most amount in the league that weekend. And he's he's just been a revelation this season. And um, last season, I think the Benfica game was a game when people believed that he could be a player for. So that game... Did he score two in that game? Yeah, he did, yeah. And I think that game, that's when people kind of believed he could be a player for us. And this season, he's picked up from where he left off and he's... He's an important player for us. I think we've really benefited from him being in front of Rose as well because he's a bit more physical. He does help out with his defensive duties a bit yeah. more than when we were playing Ericsson wide on the left last season. I think it left our, our, our full-back a little bit exposed. So he has that to his game as well. And it's a real return to form for Ericsson. Ericsson was kind of... Um, I mean, I think Morton Olsen had a go at him um, for Denmark and Ericsson was one of the best players on the pitch last Saturday as well. OK, we got um, we got a question here. And it's from Ben Majors on Facebook. And he says, over the next two transfer windows, how many of our current players will leave the club? And also, who is currently top of the please leave our club list? Paulinho. Paulinho. Aaron Lennon. (laughs) How dare you? Okay, how do you rate our players that are coming? I think uh, in the City game, Mason was the player that we want Paulinho to be. Yeah. I yeah, one hundred percent. I really, I really think that that that's what you should be showing. I, uh, I, I just got a feeling Polinos and just not going to do it for us. You got a feeling? I got a feeling. What is that? Just common it's sense? Just, just based on using, actually watching him play, using, <laughs> using your eyes. I had high hopes of it of him. You know what I mean? Like Brazilian player coming in. Yeah, well, everyone did. But and that's why we're all so disappointed. Yeah, you've disappointed us, Polinio. I'm Paul. sure we'll I'm just calling him Paul from now on. <laughs> His name's Paul. You're yeah. not worthy. You're not worthy of the Inio. Because, you know, if it were Ronaldinho, Rivaldoninho, <laughs> Rivellino, <laughs> Rivellino, Ravioli, Ronaldinho, Juninho. I would, I tell you what, though, I would love to see in the next couple of windows if Pochettino thinks that he knows exactly what we need from our squad and the players that are there that aren't quite cutting it, just be fucking ruthless and get rid of the ones that we don't need like we've got a bloated squad get shot of the ones that we don't need bring players in that are going to listen to what he says and actually do what he asks on the pitch I think that's exactly why Mason's playing at 100% exactly why because the, the urge would be or the, the, the kind of consensus around the club would, would be to play Stambouli it would be because he's been signed or a modest fee but he's been signed for you know for, for one reason and a team a, a player that hasn't really featured at all has come in and done an amazing job. I mean, I think um, Pochettino has been quite ruthless already. I know Cave said this guy was his favourite player ever for Spurs. So I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> you saw when Pochettino came in, he knew Sandro couldn't do what he wanted to do, so he got rid. He Absolutely. got rid of Holtby. He got rid of Dawson, and I, th- I think in January we'll see probably probably a few more go out Dembele and stuff like that and I, I don't think we'll see Pochettino's team for at least another for at least for another 18 months or so well where do you be here to see that team well that's, that, that's what well, that, this is what you got to ask of our fans is that you have to give him time allow him to, to no one wants to see another manager at Spurs Unless it's uh, <laughs> unless it's Rafa Benitez, <laughs> Benitez. or this Gary is, Monk, this is this Gary is, Monk or Rafa Benitez. This is T banging his own little drum though, because back in the day he was just like I, I said Pochettino and he was Benitez, so he he's just banging the Benitez. I know, I I'm a bit loser. Well, to be fair, I'm with you on that. Oh, Rafa, yeah. I thought I thought it was uh, time to bring Rafa in. Yeah, Rafa to say. But I've been pleasantly surprised by Pochettino. I think. Oh, you have? I think so. I think I think in pre-season. 
the games that we played in pre-season and the way that we, we actually got on the pitch and, and kind of tried to do what he was asking, I think it was the, the quickest that we've seen a manager come in and, and kind of implement his system. Maybe it's not working when you're in like you know the higher-pressure Premier League games, but I, I think it's definitely the players seem to have responded to it. It looked like it was working at times against Man City I think we, and, and against Arsenal. And it's in those games you think, do we have a system that's going to work in this league? And you can't say no when you look at those games. You can't you can't criticise too harshly because the reason why we lost against Man City wasn't because we didn't play well enough or people weren't performing in the way that you'd expect them to. Apart from Lamella, who who had a, an absolute nightmare, and but it was you know, and so far missing the penalty. But it it, it wasn't Lamella's fault. It is his fault, but it's just, uh, like I say, an anomaly. It's not. It was fine lines with that game. I, I do think with the City game, we were like a couple of refereeing decisions and maybe mistakes from our players away from winning that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, I think we make those mistakes every single week. I just think we're just against a team that's clinical enough to punish us for them. I mean, look at the, the Mornay miss against Southampton. The similar. I mean, we made mistakes like that against Aguero and, and, and we got punished for them. But I think in general, I don't think there'll be that much business happening... Maybe Edlin will come in early because we've obviously got a problem at right back. Eric Dyer's not a right back, and he's done all right there. Started well, but I think we want a right back like Yedlin or someone with a lot of energy. Really, I mean, I've heard um, Aaron. Aaron well, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard I've heard Norton is on the brink of, of returning, and he might play against Asteras actually. But I think Paulinho will be high up on the list of people to go. Yeah. Lennon or Townsend will, may well go January, but definitely think next summer. Be, I think there'll be quite a high turnover of players going out. Not, may, not necessarily players coming in, but I think we'll, we'll, we'll shift a few in January. Uh, January, fuck what happens, I, I doubt d- it. Why would, you, why would you keep a player like Dembele and not start him? Dembele, is, um, he's a starter. For most teams within the Premier League, up, apart from maybe six or seven, he starts every week. But for us, he's not starting, so it doesn't make... If you're going to look at it, financial sense for us to keep him on the bench and not play him. I don't think you. I don't think you get great value in January. So I don't know if you'll. But no, you'd, you'd get great value in January because there'd be a team that that are desperate to to sign somebody who can inspire but, something. And he's not. He's not Champions League cup tied. I think aside from the January, we signed um, Woodgate, Hutton, and a couple of other players that I can't remember right now. Yeah. Not much happens in January with Tottenham. I can't think of a January where we've massively enriched our side. Whether through players leaving or joining, yeah. and I just don't see it happening. Can everyone stop just disagreeing? Because oh, <laughs> I'm a child of divorce and I don't like it. <laughs> All right, so we move on to the next question. Uh, that was Ben Majors from Facebook. Um, given that Poch doesn't seem to have a first eleven, what would yours be? And that's from Pochettino's army. Let's start. With, let's, let's let's start with the goalie then. Uh, Brad Friedel. <laughs> Tony Fox. <Parks. laughs> Obviously, Loris, best keeper in the world. Yes. Yeah, Loris is definitely in there. Left back. Let me hear you say it. T. Danny Rose. Danny Rose. Danny. Danny Rose. Yeah. See, Davis wasn't even on the bench. Now Davis must be hating his life right now. You know, I mean, yeah. Not as much as who's sitting there thinking, "What the fuck have I done?" Schneidlin's really happy. Of <laughs> course, he's happy now, but he makes it made himself like, like a right plunker. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's like, I've got to get out of Southampton. It's too small for me. I'm going to go to Spurs, <laughs> and we're shit, and they're amazing. Yeah. Were they second in the league? We beat them though. They see that, that that's how that's we an count. anomaly. When we're not fucking, when we're not we're punching ourselves in the face, we're all right. Uh, so so first eleven. So you have got Loris, Rose, 
It's got to be... Kippo and Avatongan. Absolutely. No, right fuck, I've, I've, that's it, I've had enough of Kabul. No, it, what? Just, just what? this moment right now, it hit me. Fuck Kabul. Who would you <laughs> have then? Ratio. Eric. Eric. Let's play Eric, Eric Dyer. Dyer. Yeah, fuck it. Eric Dyer, all right, fair enough. Like a right back would be Walker. This is based on a fully fit, fit yeah. uh, first what, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I quite like Carnarvon. I've got time for him. I think he'd be alright. He would have scored that penalty that sold our <laughs> Definitely. Uh, the, uh, yeah, so we've got Walker right back. Uh, in midfield, defensive midfield. Etienne Capu. All day long. All we day long. All day long. You've got a lot of song. words. That song is. Um, Etienne Capu. You want to say it? That song is a deadly virus yeah. that I can't repeat on here. <laughs> you said it loads of times. Why are you being all coy now? I don't know, because I'm, I'm trying to mature here, you know. All right, so Capu uh, and the right. Are you going to say the other defensive midfielder or the deep line midfielder is Mason? At this moment, yeah. At this moment, it's Mason. But yeah. Or Bentaleb. I think Mason is more positive than Bentaleb. Bentaleb reminds me a little bit of Tom Cowell, whereby he doesn't hurt teams enough. He's in. Bentaleb keeps things ticking over, but I don't think he hurts teams. And I think Mason showed that with a one-on-one against Joe Hart, that he actually gets in positions where he yeah. can hurt teams. And that's what we need. We yeah. need yeah. more players who don't pass the ball sideways, who can go forward and... To the opposition's what well. Paulinho should be doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now he's dead to me. I've, I mean, Flav said early doors he did next genius. I said, give him a chance, and now he's dead to me. Fazio is approaching that, but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> uh, I would still say Stambouli as my first 11. I'd, 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 really? Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen, I don't think we've seen enough. enough of him, exactly. Yeah, what, you've seen enough of Mason to make your... Yeah, because well, he's yeah, starting yeah, games, we're playing. Oh, what? Oh, 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 <laughs> 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 he's played four games with Dub. All right, all right, but he's the best centre, the defensive centre we've ever had. We've all Better, picked him. Over why didn't you pick? Why did you pick Sandro, Sandro? Why did you pick Sandro in front of Mason? Then Kate? What is my favourite player? Yeah, because he makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, uh, so we go Mason so and the three in front of him then. Yeah, so the three in front of him is. Ericsson is it Ericsson though? Because he's been poor this year. <laughs> I don't think. He's, I don't Saturday. think he's been that bad. He was great last night. I think a lot of people have been digging on Ericsson, but I think he's been all right. He's got... He, he, was, respond- he was partly responsible for the goal we scored at, um, at the Emirates. He scored against Southampton. He scored against City. And I think, he, I, think, I think he's been playing pretty well, to be honest. I don't think you can take him out. Okay. No way. Ericsson, so that's in number 10. Yes. You can't take Chadley out either. No. So Chadley starts on the left. Picks himself. I mean, I'm not a huge Chadley fan, but he picks himself. Right. And um, on the right... Lamella through gritted teeth. No, it isn't Lamella. It isn't Lamella. Look what he's done this season. It's not him. He's, he, he loses he's the ball to Give him much. four or five assists, you joker. Andros Townsend! <laughs> I'm going to put my windy hat on and say Harry Kane. On the right? Are you fucking serious? That's like a fake trick artista. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no, Lamella over Harry Kane. But I know if Windy was here right now, he'd want me to say why Harry would Kane. It be, why would it be uh, Lamella over Andros Townsend? Explain to me why. Because he's, he's effective. Yeah. He, he, he gives assists. Is he effective? Yes. He's not really effective. He, he's lost He's lost the possession more than any other player in the league. Lamella has got bad. more assists in, what, seven, eight games we've had this season than Townsend's had in his whole career. <laughs> and Townsend's assist was through fucking taking a shot on goal. And hitting the bar and coming back. <laughs> no, and coming off Soldado's foot. Happened yeah. to hit him, yeah. Fair enough, Lamella. Oh, I think it depends how direct you want to be as well, though, because Townsend is a bit more direct. Yeah, he is, and he's got a good shot on him. I think in some games you need that. Coming off the bench. Impact, impact sub right now. I think 
fuck it, I don't want to say it, but um, I think he would develop better at another club than Tottenham, in my opinion, because every game Townsend plays now is under the microscope, and the fact he's shown good form for England and not for us, maybe he would do better at a team like maybe Hull or one of the sides like that. <laughs> he's not going to play for a better team than Tottenham it's at this a, point in time, is he? It's it, just unfortunate. It's just the way, the way things are at Tottenham now. Just don't see it's him. just a team that's going to utilise his, his, his strengths. Exactly. Yeah. Was he not close to going to Southampton in, in the window? Was it was it? Southampton, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah we were trying to switch him for Schneidlin, I think. Schneidlin and Townsend. But look, you never know. I mean, Townsend might... I mean, Lamella might get an injury next week. Townsend might get a run of games in the first team and be a relation. OK, so that's it from the Flying Cup podcast. Give a name to Stryker. Huh? Give a name to Stryker, yeah. Uh, Soldado. <laughs> trying to get away, aren't you? Soldado, obviously. Who, who, who do you start? Who do you start? Adebayo. It is Adebayo. For me. I think I would too. I'm just, I, I think Soldado did enough against Man City that he, he should come into the team and, and, and I think he has plenty to give the side but Adebayo, he's just more of a phenom. I want to see Harry Kane. <laughs> I want to see Harry Kane. Tim Sheld was playing in front Harry of those Kane. three. You know, Wendy oh, talks a lot on the pod, and he, he he says that Harry Kane isn't a forward. He's, well, he's not a striker, he's uh, number 10. He's not afraid to shoot, though, and I think Adebayo is a lot of the time. There's got to be more to his football than that, though. Yeah, but he's... I don't know, man. I think he's better than that. I think he's a much more intelligent player than people give him credit for. Absolutely. And I've slagged him off repeatedly on this podcast, and I've, I've eaten my words. He's much, much the better footballer than I thought he would be. He's good on the ball, he can pass, and he has a great shot on him. Actually, I think it was someone, I can't remember who said it, he said he was the best finisher at the club. Yeah, I heard that too. Tim uh, Sherwood. Tim Sherwood. I don't know, mate, that makes sense. Pinch, Pinch yourself. <laughs> uh, so we've got Harry Kane, are we, got, are we all going with Harry Kane? I've said Adibayor. Oh, Adibayor. Adibayor. Oh, I'm saying Adibayor, sorry, Gabe. I'll go with Harry Kane. Somebody's <laughs> got back him. So we do a quick rerun, there's uh, Loris, uh, Rose, Vertonghen, Kabul... Walker, Capu, Mason, Mason, Lamella, Ericsson. Pretty much um, Pochettino's first team. Yeah. Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. Apart from Walker. Apart from yeah. Walker, yeah. And Eddie Boyer up front. All right, that's it from the Flying Cop podcast. K-Van, I'm absolutely delighted to have you here. Thank you very much for coming down. Thanks for having me on, Dennis. It's an absolute pleasure. Bar- Sub- submit articles to the, um, to the Fighting Cock You've always editor. got to push your own agenda, haven't you? Well, me and Casey are the only people that are keeping this website alive. You admitted the other day that you hadn't read an article for three months. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Six months. Six months. Uh, there's, people, there's little, there's flat fanboys out there writing articles just for you to read. They want you to know this, then. That's not true. It's like Stan. It could be a Stan situation coming up. <laughs> 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 what do you mean my missus is going to be in someone's boot <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't mean, I didn't think about that yeah. that's what's going on in my head and I'm getting defensive <laughs> well read the articles then that won't happen All right, I'll start reading keep, the keep submitting articles we had some I, I apologise I can't remember the name now but it was a, the American guy that wrote a really nice one about going to watch Spurs at 4 o'clock in the morning because Benjamin Benjamin, yes, yeah, Benjamin. Yeah, uh, really nice article. Uh, it's called "We Are Spurs." No, we are Spurs. No, 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 it wasn't called that. It was um, "Why Do We Do This?" No, I no it was I called "We Are Spurs." It's called "We Are Spurs." <laughs> 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 I know more than you, and this is what 
job is to read people's shit articles. Really <laughs> good articles. <laughs> really good articles. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm ready for six months. Stop, <laughs> I, I ain't gonna hit it. Keep I ain't gonna hit it. I'm gonna keep going until we bury ourselves. <laughs> Vote for us in the FBAs because we want to go up on the stage and then just chuck stuff at the Arsenal pod. Oh, I'm, gonna wear, I'm gonna wear a white suit, so vote for us. White suit with red with red roses. Can't be red. No, that would be red and white. Well, see, you realise if you wear white, we've all got to wear white as well. I'm no, I want to stand out. I've got a lovely suit I'm wearing. Really? What colour is it? Going to Manchester, it don't matter. You'll see. Uh, we can buy the fanzine. It's thefightingcourt.co.uk forward slash shop shop. And there's a new fanzine coming out in about three to four weeks. <laughs> and you can download the app, app for free. Anything else? I love you all, listeners. I love you all. I love you too. Well, let's make a song about it then. I love you. I love you all. I love you. I love you all. I love you. I love you all. I love you all, listeners. I love you. I love you all. I love you. I love you all. I love you. I love you all. I love you all, listeners. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.